Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. So I said key number one, which is the master key, is what? Humility. Humility. And I quoted from the book of Philippians chapter 2 from verse number 5, where the Bible says, Let this mind be in you also, which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name. And I was saying, you see, the issue is, when he was born, the angel had already told Mary the name Jesus. But now we see that after death, God gave him a name, the name Jesus. So it's kind of, uh, but God, you already gave me the name before I was born. So why are you giving the, name, the same name? Why can't you change? But I said, there's a Jesus <laughs> that had authority from his mother's womb. And then the same name Jesus had carried more authority after his resurrection. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. So it was now Jesus with the power over the whole world. I said the Jesus that was there from Mary was a Jesus tied to the Jews. He even says, no, 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 I wasn't gay. I wasn't sent, you know, to feed everybody. The bread I have is only for the house of Israel. Are you hearing me? And he even tells the disciples, when you go to preach, don't preach to anybody except a Jew. Don't go to the villages of the Samaritans. Go only to the villages of the Jews. Are you hearing me? But after his resurrection, oh, yes. what does he say? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. So the same Jesus had been given more authority. So, today I want to give you, let me see if I can manage, a few more keys and then we'll stop. So key number two, is growth in grace. Key number two is what? Second Peter chapter three, verse number eighteen. Second Peter chapter three, verse number eighteen. One, two, three, go. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. But grow in what? Grace. Grace. Now, that statement is is a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword because on the one side, the Bible is telling you to grow in grace. Okay? So you've got grace. Now, the Bible is saying to grow in that grace. So in other words, you need to understand the operations of that grace. How, did, how is this grace on life working? How is it supposed to work? So you are growing in that As you master the grace that you are carrying, you grow in it, you mature in it. So that you come to a place where you can get things done at your will. Because you need to understand in the things of God, things can happen to you accidentally. All of a sudden you get a miracle. You can't explain how you got there. You can't replicate it. But as you grow in grace, you begin to understand how to start it to flow. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, yes. So like me, I've grown in the grace I carry. I can make it work anytime I want to. Yes. Because I understand it. I've grown in it. At will, I can trigger it. I don't wait for it to trigger me. It's me to trigger it. Oh, yes. Because I've grown in it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's grow in what? Grace. 
But then there's the second side of that grace, which is given to us now in the book of Romans, chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verses number 16 and 17. I want you to see the other side of that grace. Romans chapter 5, verses 16 and verse number 17. Are you here? Yes. We are here. One, two, three, go. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. So there's a dimension of grace called abundance of grace. Oh yes. So in other words, grace is not static. There's increasing grace until you reach a dimension called abundance of grace. Now, when you look at John chapter 1, John chapter 1, the Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness. He was sent to bear witness of that light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness for the light that all, that, that all men through him might be saved. Now, when you follow the story about Christ being the word and the word being with God, and the word was God, and then all things being made by what? By him. And then John by witness of him. And then he comes unto his own. His own did not receive him. But as men as listened to them. Gave him the power to become what? The children of God. The sons of God. Even to them that be born in him. Which we are born not of blood. Nor of the flesh nor of man. But of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Full of what? Full of what? Pleroma. The word full there is pleroma. Full of grace. And what? truth. So you can have grace but not full of it. Mm. You can have grace but not what? Full of it. But Jesus, he didn't just come with one kind of grace. Because if you look at an evangelist, it's a dimension of grace. Oh, yes. You look at a pastor, it's a dimension of grace. You look at a teacher, it's a dimension of grace. Prophet, it's a dimension of grace. Apostle, it's a dimension of grace. Yeah. Are you hearing me? But then there are people who can function not the five. Oh, yes. You look at healing, it's a dimension of grace. You look at miracles, it's a dimension of grace. Wonder signs, it's a dimension of grace. By Jesus, when he came, he came what? Full of grace. So in other words, he came with all the dimensions, all the kinds, and all the types of graces. They were all loaded in the one man, Jesus Christ. So the Bible says, of his realm of his fullness have all we received, and the grace for grace. In other words, you need a kind of grace that your friend does not need. But all of us, irrespective of what kind of grace we need, we can all find it in Christ. Because he came full of it. Oh, yes. So for a student, he'll be looking for grace to pass exams. My pastor does, is not looking for grace to pass exams. Amen. Are you getting me? So a student will be praying in, in the name of Jesus. I receive grace to pass my exams. He's like, oh, exams today. Not now. He's looking for a different kind of grace. But in his capacity, whatever kind of grace he's looking for, Lord, I'm praying for grace to pastor, look after people. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why in Christ there had to be every kind of grace. Because we're all looking for different kinds of graces. At every level of your life, you need a different kind of grace. There was a time when I was a student. I needed this, the student grace. 
There was a time when I needed a wife. Hallelujah. I needed a wife for a grace. Don't be too holy. Oh, yes. You are, you are behaving as if. <laughs> I'm giving you keys. Now you know what kind of grace to take. Oh, yes. So when you are there, uh -huh, you know. You know the grace you need to take. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, yes. So the Bible says grow in what? Grace. So in other words, there are dimensions. There's the, you receive grace, you must grow in that grace. So if you have got the grace of an evangelist, you must grow in that grace of an evangelist until you become the evangelist. Are you getting what I'm saying? You master it. You begin to think like an evangelist. You begin to talk like an one. You begin to dress like one. So the same thing, wife for a grace. So you become a wife. But you see, the first day you get married, it's a trial and error. But you must grow in that grace. Oh, yes. To where you master what it means to be a wife. After a few years, you have mastered it. That's what the Bible says. You, the older women, teach the younger women. Yes. So that they can grow in that grace of being a wife. It's not something that you just wake up in the morning, I'm a good wife. No. We need to panel a bit a few things. Oh, yes. <laughs> Am I talking to you? Are you following, Papa? Are you following? Oh, yes. Uh -huh. But then don't be satisfied with one kind of grace in your life. Yes. There are some things you need to seek. Oh, yes. Like prophetic grace. The Bible says you, you need to seek it. You need to look for it. Go after it until you get it. Are you hearing me? So like me, I wasn't born with all these graces. They are the ones I was born with and then they are the ones I've acquired. Yes. Over the years. Is that making sense? Oh, yes. Uh -huh. So that's why it's not every prophet who teaches the way I teach. Amen. Is that making sense? Oh, yes. Yeah. So don't, you can't just help prophets teach. No, that's not true. There are some prophets you sit under their teaching. Oh, my God. <laughs> they feed you stones and rocks and what? <laughs> but when you sit under this teaching grace. Oh, yes. Amen. You know, you receive prophetic revelation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, yes. It's, it's a grace. So the Bible says what? Grow in grace. So there's the grace you receive, you must grow in it. And then there's the dimensions of grace. Abundance of grace. Full of grace. You need to keep growing. Keep acquiring it. Until you move in greater grace. Because people with the greater grace, whatever they do, it shows in greater measure. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yes. People with the greater grace, whatever they do, it shows in what? Greater measure. That's greater grace. Because if you go back now, if you go back to Ephesians 4, verse number 7, but unto everyone of us is given grace, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. According to the what? To the measure of the gift of Christ. So if the gift of Christ on your life is 500 milliliters, you are given grace 500 milliliters. If the gift of Christ on your life is one liter, you are given one liter grace. If the gift of Christ on your life is two liters, you are given two liter grace. Are you getting it? Oh, yes. But unto each one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, where, when he ascended upon her, he, led, he, gave, he gave gifts unto me. Ah, are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So if you talk about ever increasing authority, the more grace you get, the more authority in the spirit. Make no mistake, there are some demons that will resist your prayer today. Yes. Are you hearing me? But as you grow in grace. Oh, yes. As you increase in grace. 
your capacity also increases. The things that you're able to achieve also increases. I was talking to Kingdom Finances yesterday. I mentioned something. I said, Dad gave me a prophecy. That's my spiritual father. He gave me a prophecy. He said, son, this time around, God is establishing you as a regional prophet. So even in the prophetic, we are not all at the same level. I am I'm aware of that. You can be a prophet to one person. God, Nathan, we are prophets to David. They could only prophesy to one person. What was his name? David. That's why when David made a blunder, the Bible says, Nathan, the prophet, came to him. Our king, I've got a parable. There was a guy who had a lot of sheep. And a visitor came. And then there was a one guy there who had only one sheep that he loved. This guy with plenty, when a visitor came, he went to took that one from there. Cute for the visitor here. The king said, no, 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 that guy must die. What did Nathan say? That, that man is here. You never hear a book written by prophet Nathan. No. You never hear prophecies by prophet Nathan prophesying to people in Australia, people in Malawi. No. He only prophesied to who? To David. One person. So you can be a prophet at a family level. Your prophecies only happen in your family. The moment you try to prophesy to another family, they will not come to pass. Wow. Yeah. Because you need to understand your jurisdiction. And then when you grow in that thing, God may promote you to another level where your prophecies come to pass in your suburb. You control things in the spirit in your suburb. And then God may increase you to another level where now you begin to influence the city. <laughs> oh, yes. And then you begin to influence a state. Oh, yes. And then you begin to influence a nation. And then you begin to impact other countries within your region. Oh, yes. Are you getting me? All these are different levels. They're different levels. So it's not every prophet who professes nation, international prophecies. No, we are few of us who professes. I mean, oh, yes. <clears throat> Amen. Forget, forget it. We are yeah. few of us who can give international prophecies. Oh, yes. Are you, are you hearing me? Yeah. It's not every prophet who will be, oh, no, no, eh, what, this will happen in that country. No, it's not all of us. The same thing with, you know, flowing in words of knowledge, mentioning names, mentioning all this. There are different dimensions of the prophetic. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's not every prophet who does that because there are dimensions of the prophetic. Is that making sense? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Now, there are prophets who only have to speak what God has said. And they always say, that says the Lord. Yes. And then there are the prophets who don't have to speak what God has said. When they speak, God has spoken. Oh, okay. yes. Amen. Like Samuel. Samuel was not functioning in the dimension of that says the Lord. Your Bible says whatever Samuel spoke, God endorsed it. Yes, amen. It's a dimension. Elijah, he didn't have to say, that says the Lord. When he says, if I be a prophet, let fire come down from heaven. Oh, yes. God went, what did he say? <laughs> amen. He said, what? Fire. Quick, quick, quick. Release fire now. Oh, yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. They are all dimensions. So you can never increase in your authority unless, number one, you're humble. Because God resisteth the proud, but giveth what? Grace. You see now? He giveth what? Grace to who? To the humble. This is the problem that we get in the prophetic. 
when people begin to enjoy more of the grace, they begin to think they've arrived. My spiritual father was telling me, he said, son, listen, I've, I've got a problem around me. I said, what? I said, that what is the problem? He said, people are saying I favor you too much. <laughs> I said, really? He said, yeah. People are saying I give you too much attention. I said, really? He said, yeah. And then people have been asking me, saying, what, is, what, what does your son do that you should love him so much? Can you tell us? So, I was thinking to myself, how did I get there? Yes. How did I get there? If, if you ask any of these people who are with me in Malawi, huh? I'm telling you, I knew this so much until my knees were paining. Yes. <laughs> Humility is a very difficult thing. To go up, you must be going down. Oh, yes. People miss the point. Me, I am by age older than him. I'm nine, nine, to, just for the records, I'm nine years older than him. But I know, for me to get what is on his life, I must keep going where? Yeah. Lower, lower, lower. The, because grace does not flow upwards. <laughs> Let me use your language. Water does not flow. It has to use gradient. Oh, yes. From a lower to what? From the higher to the lower, must move like that. Must move like that. That's what the Bible says, anointing on the head of Aaron. It flows to his what? To his what? So if you wanted that anointing to hit you, where should you be? Above his head? But where? Below. You've got the secret. Oh, yes. I'm very close to my spiritual father. But one thing I've told myself, I will never be familiar with him. Yes, amen. Never. 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 Please, never get too familiar with the prophet. Yes, amen. Never. Because this is the problem that we get. When a prophet is always around you every single day, people get used to the prophet. Oh, yes. They begin to see, my no. I saw him eating, you know, rice. I was laughing with him. I know. That one is a mouthpiece of God in your life. Oh, yes. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that's why humility is the master key. Because you can't grow in grace unless you are what? Humble. Humble. So if you look at my spiritual father, he has got so many sons and daughters who rebelled. They are gone. You look at me, I've had so many sons and daughters who what? Rebelled. They are what? Gone. But wherever they go, they will not go higher. Yes. It's true, eh? Amen. I can begin to count one by one. Show me one of them who is higher. Yes. There will be nobody. Because they miss the point. They think God will, by, will bypass protocol. God does not bypass protocol. Oh, God yes. is a God of protocol. Oh, yes. Are we clear, clear? We are clear, clear, Papa. So, master key is what? Humility. Because when you are humble, God giveth what? Grace to the humble. Key number three. Key number three. It's in the same verse, 2 Peter chapter 3, 18. What was the next one? Grow in 
Grow in what? Knowledge. knowledge. Growing in knowledge is very, very important. Mm. You are not even hearing me. We are following, Papa. Go deeper. Can I go and live for deeper? Oh, yes. There are different kinds of knowledge. Okay? There are different kinds of knowledge. Knowledge number one is what we call Eido. E-I-D-O. Eido. In Greek, it's awareness. When you become aware. So, for example, um, you are seated there and there's a big snake under your chair. Now, Malawians, they would have jumped already. <laughs> but Australians, they think a snake is a pet. <laughs> oh, no. In Malawi, it's either the snake is coming after you or you're going after the snake. <laughs> One of you must go after the other. <laughs> oh, yes. But you can't do that in Australia. They say, when you see a snake, calmly walk away. <laughs> and the ring, ha! What? You see a snake, quickly get a big stick. Forget it. <laughs> okay. So you are seated. You are not aware of what's going on around you. Are you hearing me? Because the things are already happening around you, but you are not what? Aware. aware. So the first level of knowledge is when you become aware. Oh, yes. Your awareness does not mean the thing was not there. The thing was always there. But it has just come to your knowledge. Oh, yes. By observation. Oh, I didn't know there was a snake here. So when you become aware, it alters your behavior. Because you are now responding to what you have become aware. Oh, yes. So it's like, you know, <sighs> should I use this example or not? It's like, you know, your parents, eh? So you see this little guy comes to your house, chats, chats, goes, chats. You don't know that the, uh, he's after <laughs> your daughter. Oh, yes. Every parent is like, <clears throat> you're talking about me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, yes. One day, you become aware. You see, the moment you become aware, it alters your reaction with that little man. Oh, yes. Next time he shows up again, like, uh, <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> but you see, you see, you see, you see, you see, you see what has changed? <laughs> your awareness. He is the same person who was there yesterday. Yesterday, you were so happy to have him around. You even cooked dinner. You even ate. You were laughing. Now that you are aware. Oh, yes. The dinner will disappear from the dinner table. <laughs> the welcome, welcome. You can come anytime will disappear. To, you need to book appointment to come to my house. Oh, yes. What has changed? It's your knowing. You have become aware of the intention. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the same thing with you, you your office mates, whatever you talk to them. You are, well, as long as you're not aware of their intention, you are free. But the moment you discover, oh, hmm, it seems this one has got an agenda. Oh, yes. Suspect. It alters everything. It's a you have become aware. Are you hearing me? And then type two of knowledge is the one now used in that verse. Gnosis. G-N-O-S-I-S. -S. It says grow in gnosis. Gnosis is scientific knowledge. Now, I'm not saying you need to go to the laboratory and begin to mix iodine and, <laughs> and carbon. And <laughs> no. It's your ability to process things. To experiment and test the things of God when you become aware of them. You need to go next step where you begin to experiment with what you know. So prayer, you become aware that prayer is powerful. But you, the moment you know that prayer is powerful, you need now to begin to experiment with different types of prayers. Oh, yes. 
I prayed without fasting. What was the result? I prayed with the fasting for two days. What was the result? I prayed for five hours. What was the result? You're experimenting. Oh, yes. And as you experiment with the prayer, you begin to get answers. Oh, yes. When I prayed without fasting, this was the result. The thing did not shift. The thing did not move. But when I added the fasting to my prayer, oh, there was yes. a shift in the spirit. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So the Bible says grow in that kind of knowledge. Because when you do those things, you shall come to a day when you shall know exactly what kind of prayer to shift your mountain. Oh, yes. Our problem is that we become aware and we begin to walk in awareness. Oh, awareness is not for you to walk in and function in that. Awareness only helps you to know what is available. When you know them, begin to experiment. I'm not going to somewhere right here. Oh, yes. Begin to experiment. Begin to experiment until you master. Until you master. Ah. Imagine Jesus trying to open somebody's eyes. Say, oh, I don't know how this thing will work. But let's try. Um, um, why should I try? <laughs> Are you getting me? Oh, yes. It means that person is only aware, but hasn't grown. In the knowledge. So there's a hido, and then there's gnosis or gnosis where you begin to experiment. You see, God wants you to experiment these things. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So someone slaps you, boom! Your heart goes, Whoa! experiment to control it. Oh, yes. Experiment to control your mouth. How, how much effort is there if I have to shut up? This person is annoying me. But I will not say anything at all. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? You experiment until you master it. So next time someone steps on your toe, you're cool. You're cool. You even give them a smile. Oh, yes. Not showing them your teeth, but a smile. <laughs> no, but a smile. <laughs> Why? You have experimented. You have mastered it. Oh, yes. Are you getting me? This is where most Christians fail. Because if you don't experiment, there will be a day when you shall really need the thing to work. Yes. But how do you know which one works? Which combination works? Esther told Mordecai, tell the Jews to fast for 72 hours. No food, no water. This is a death or life situation. Yes. Now you know, if there's a crisis in your life, it's not fasting television. That's right. It's not fasting chocolate. If there's a crisis enough now, you know what kind of fasting. Oh, yes. 72 hours, no water, no food. It's a crisis. It's called crisis fasting. 72 hours, no water, no food. Esther knew. Tells Mordecai, tell all the Jews to do it. They had victory at the end of the day. It's called crisis fasting. Jesus knew, if I will take back power from the devil, it's 40 days, 40 nights of prayer and what? Fasting. You don't just throw these numbers anyhow. No. You need to know. What kind of fasting? How long? He knew. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. Growing knowledge. Growing knowledge. Say, what have you experimented? What have you experimented? And what results did you get? And what results did you get? Now, when you do that, all the answers you begin to get that you can replicate. You can now what? Replicate. That dimension is called epigenosis. E-P-I-genosis. Epig. Those are now the results that you can replicate in people's lives. 
epignosis. So when the Bible says grow in knowledge, it means you have become aware. You go ahead and experiment it. And then you grow into what? Epigenosis. The exact and clear knowledge. The problem with the things of God is that it's too much experimentation. People are just stuck there. They don't know that the thing works or it doesn't work. They are just busy doing the thing. No. It's now for you to experiment. What you are telling people must be things that work, not experiments. Yes. Oh, you're not hearing me. Oh, yes. Because sometimes it will be a situation of life or death. So imagine coming to me asking me a question. Prophet, should I do or not? Now imagine if I'm busy experimenting with your life. I'm like, let me experiment with this one. Do it. And oops, sorry. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> no, I'm beyond that. Oh, yes. So when it's, should I do or not? The answer I'll give you, it's not an experiment. Yes. It's the epignosis. Amen. Someone say epignosis. Epignosis. So you cannot grow in authority until you go through these stages. You have grown in knowledge. You see, God loves everybody. And he wants people to get results. So a prophet or you as a child of God, when you grow in that knowledge, where you know exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it, God gives you more authority. Whoever was faithful on little, God gives them what? Much. How many keys have I given you? Three. Three. Let's go to the next key. Because I will not get a chance to teach this topic again. Key number four. Ah. I gave you only one verse for knowledge. Eh? Let me give you another one. Galatians chapter 4. Let me add that one. I've given you the dimension of knowledge as in what, how many levels? Eido, Gnosis, Epignosis. Let me now give you from a different direction. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. Are you learning something? We are blessed, Father. One, two, three, go. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. Give me New King James Version. The same verse in New King James Version. Let me see if it will put it differently. One, two, three, go. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. So, we've got master Christians and slave Christians. Oh, yes. They are master Christians and what? Slave Christians. The Bible says the heir, as long as he's a child... There's no difference at all between that, that child, that heir, and the slave. Wow. What's the comparison? The heir is the master. Yes. Uh-huh. The slave is down there. Yeah. Now, this child is a child who is the heir. So he's supposed to be the what? The master. But the Bible says as long as he's the what? A child as in age, there's no difference between him and what? A slave. So you can be a child of God. And surely the Bible says you are a joint heir with the Christ. But the Bible says as long as you are a child, there's no difference between you and a slave. Oh, yes. So among us as Christians, there are others who are master Christians. And then the others were what? Slave Christians. What it means is, 
If you are a child in the things of God, the devil will walk all over you. And in fact, your life is a life of a slave. And yet you're a child of God. But when you grow to maturity, you enter a dimension of mastery. You become lord of all. You become master of all. So there are some things which are beating you now. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Continue growing. Oh, yes. You see, the problem that I, you know, when I became born again, I asked God, I said, why did you leave the devil around? Why didn't you just deal with him and you know, put him on the cross or somewhere where it doesn't bother us? But now God said, no, 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 no. The devil is not the issue. He's not a factor. Yes. Just to grow. Oh, yes. Just to grow. Oh, yes. He is not a problem. He's not a factor. Just what? Grow. But now the only problem is, the only problem is, there are some sicknesses that can actually kill you physically until you die. That you are supposed to grow and be master over them. So before you master them, they can kill you. And you can literally die. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. My biological mom died of cancer. Are you hearing me? That was in 2011. When she was diagnosed with cancer, the best I could do was to send her here, send her there to men of God that I thought these are more powerful than I am. Yes. Are you hearing me? Because she passed away. And then, when she passed away, I began to think, I said, wait a minute, is there a verse in the Bible that says we must die of cancer? I discovered that Jesus used to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. So I said, why couldn't I talk to my mother and say, be healed and mother be healed? Why couldn't I? I discovered the air, as long as he's a child, he's not different. From a slave. So that word child there is Nepios. So it's a, it's a stage called Nepios stage. But when you mature, you become the heroes of God, a mature son, a mature child. So when the Bible says the whole creation waited for the manifestation of the sons of God, it's not the Nepios. It is the yours, the mature sons of God. It means as you mature in the things of God, your authority and the speed also increases. Oh, yes. You begin to do more. Why? Is because it's like I take my keys, the keys of my car, and give them to Temba. Temba, here the keys go into the car. Here's the ignition. This is the brake. This is the accelerator. Drive. You're a son of a prophet. Come on, drive. You can already see a vision of the end is that. <laughs> but Merari, who is also my son, oh, yes. if I gave him the keys of my car, are you getting, are you seeing the difference? Oh, yes. He would drive it. He would bring it back in one piece. Because he's now mature. Oh, yes. I have taught him driving. He's got the license. He can now drive safely. Imagine God giving you the whole power. Amen. When you're a child, it will be a disaster. You go to school. All your kids come here. Look, make a circle around me. <laughs> make a circle around me. You see, you see this ground, I'll command it open. In the name of just mount, ground open. You see, it was open. Hey, hey. God is a look at him now. But when you grow, you know how to use power. Yes. Anointing can destroy you if you're not able to handle it. Are you hearing me? So sometimes God does not answer your prayers, not because he doesn't want to answer, but he's trying to protect you. Yes, amen. Imagine just a young person 
like my son Doji having one billion dollars. I wonder if he will be in church. Hey! Hey, <laughs> He's like, can you use someone else? <laughs> one billion is only talking to him. B, one B, one B. You'll be here in Dubai, Hong Kong. Are you getting what I'm saying? So on your son, you're still being found in the house of God. I'm like, son, where are you? Oh, dad, hallelujah. The Lord is doing amazing things. <laughs> I'm very aware in my own personal lives how God has taken me on this journey. Very, very aware. I understand what I'm talking about. As I've grown in knowledge, as I've grown in these levels, I've seen the authority increasing in my life. So that even if I'm here, if I speak to you in Townsville right there, you know, what I do here, it's, it's, not, it's not everybody who can do it. Oh, yes, amen. Some people's authority can only work in the locality of their vicinity. Yes. But my authority is not limited to the locality of my vicinity. Amen. I can speak to someone in Townsville right there that your miracle is going to take place tomorrow and it will. I can speak to someone in Adelaide right now that things will shift and things will shift. Prophesy. I can speak to someone on the phone. Uh, the moment I touch the phone, their miracle is God. That gentleman that got healed of the hand in, in Portmore, he wasn't with me in the vicinity, in the locality. The wife only gave me the phone. I spoke to the phone. The bones were being mended in a place called a lot, and yet the point of contact was what? Was the phone. That's increase in authority. Oh, yes. You are not even hearing me. Someone on YouTube is receiving a miracle. Mm. Someone say, mm. Mm. Do you want another key? Oh, yes. Accomplishments. See. What is accomplishments? Accomplishments is, if you follow that story in Philippians chapter 2, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. Mm-hmm. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Uh -huh. Next, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even, even what? So there are some dignified deaths. And then there are some undignified deaths. Oh, yes. The death of the cross is not dignified. Amen. The death of the cross is undignified. So Jesus died, but it wasn't a dignified death. It was an undignified death. Wherefore, or therefore, God also... Now, you see now, the result now. What was the result? Wherefore, God also hath what? Highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee, every knee should bow. Of what? Things in heaven, things in earth, and the things under the earth. These are the three places Jesus went to. He died physically on the earth. That's one. And then he went to hell, which is under the earth. Number three, he went to heaven, place number three. So wherever he went, he conquered. And therefore, because he conquered on earth, he conquered under the earth, he conquered in heaven. His name now has got power in all those three dimensions. Oh, yes. Accomplishments will increase authority in your life. Accomplishments. So among you here, among you here, there's, there's a level of authority which is coming on your life by your accomplishments. If I give you an assignment, go do this, go do this thing. If we are saying, let's begin to evangelize. Let's begin to do home sales. You see, people who are going to be active in all those things, those people will be increasing in authority. Because yes. hmm, oh, yes. those are accomplishments. Are you hearing me? 
So we can all be children of God. Uh, me, I'll just be a good child of God. I don't want to talk and tell anyone about Jesus. I don't want to go for prayer. I don't want to fast. Me, I'm just a good child. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> and then your friend is busy doing, facing their waste nightmares. Are you hearing me? Yes. Some people are so afraid to go and share Christ. But oh, they're yes. like, you know what? I'm going to do it by the help of the Holy Ghost. Amen. They face their, night, their nightmares. They go there and share Christ. Oh, I did it. Hey, thank you, God. I did it. You know what? Those people, God will increase their authority. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. Accomplishments are very important in the kingdom of God. We're not saying accomplishments will bring salvation. Uh-uh. Because salvation is the grace. We are saying accomplishments will increase the authority on your life. Last point. Faithfulness. Someone say faithfulness. Faithfulness. The scripture is Luke chapter 19, 11 to 27. I don't have time to read the whole thing. Just give me Luke 19, 11 to 27. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. Twelve. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to retain. Thirteen. And he called his ten servants and delivered unto them ten pounds and said unto them, occupy. In other words, do business. That word occupy there means what? Do business till I come. Uh-huh. 14. Uh-huh. And the seasons hated him and sent a message Abraham saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. 15. And it came to pass that when he was retained, having received the kingdom, then he commanded the servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. Remember, do business till I come. Jesus is a businessman. Jesus is a businessman. He saves you as one person. He wants you to go and multiply. Yes, amen. Do business. We need ten more people. Do business. We need 100 more people. He is a businessman. He's an investor, a wise investor. Oh, yes. He doesn't like losses. He smiles when they're gains. Yes, amen. He says, do business till what? I come. So the first guy went with one pound and got how many more? Ten pounds. What did the master say? One more, one more time. What did the master say? Thou good servant, uh huh. Because thou hast been faithful in very little, have thou authority over ten cities. Did you see the word authority? Did you see the word faithful? He was faithful in what? Very little. Very little. The master said, What? Have thou authority over what? Ten cities. So authority will increase in your life. By how faithful you are with the little he has given you. I am encouraging each one of you today as my sons and daughters. Start somewhere. Please start somewhere. I was faithful with the three people God gave me in 2007. Three people. I told you sometimes I tell these things in a funny way that I was preaching as if I'm preaching to 2,000 people. I would be sweating. Do you know that each one of those days, it's either I'm, I'm wearing a suit, going to preach to three people. I took my job so seriously. We had no worship team. I went, I bought a guitar. I only learned three chords. Gwing, gwing, gwing. That's it. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto oh, the yes. Lord. Amen. And we really made a joyful noise. <laughs> I, learned, I learned to play guitar by fire, by force. By thunder, by lightning. 
telling you. So I was the worship leader. I was the convener. I was the preacher. And my daughter Sarah, I said, you, you'll be keeping our little offering. So she was one keeping offering. She was my PA. Uh, she was my recorder. She was recording uh, the message I was preaching on a, she had, you know, those little cameras of those days. Uh-huh. There was a recording function in that little camera. Not, not audio. No, I mean, not video. Audio. And then when she goes home, she downloads them and then bends them on a CD. I've got some CDs from 2007. Wow. CDs from 2007. I was looking at them the other day. I'm like, wow. Being faithful on what is little. Oh, yes. God shall give you something bigger. You need to understand in the things of God, there's a law of attraction. Yes. There's a law of attraction. What that law states is, are you hearing me? Yes. When you've got so much authority, you cannot attract so much. If your authority increases, you attract more. It's like a magnet. Some magnets are more powerful. They can pull things which are even feather. They'll be attracted to the thing. Oh, yes. Some magnets are less powerful. You need to bring something too close or something too light for them to pull. Are you getting me? Yes. It's a law of the spirit. When you are faithful, God increases your authority over more people. Oh. As you are faithful in those people, God increases authority over even more. So now you see where we are now. You see this building? You see this building? Oh, yes. At our level, we are saying this is big. Are you getting me? Yes. At our level, we are saying what? This is big. But next year, I'm talking about the same building. Oh, yes. Next year, what shall we say? This is too small. Yes, amen. But you see, if you go back to where we're coming from, oh, yes. Where we're coming from? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Where we're coming from? When we went into our Homebush building in 2000 and what? When was that? 17? 17. It was big. I stood there with Lucas. You remember my son Lucas? Oh, yes. I said, son, wow, this is big. <laughs> oh, yes. I said, son, this is big. I said, wow. God has done mighty things. <laughs> but today, when I look at the same building, I'm like, what, are we, what were we doing there? Amen. <laughs> But we could not jump for this at that time. Yes. Our authority could not handle this one. Yes. The rent there was, that time was around $6,000. I looked at my son, how are we going to pay $6,000? <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Now the rent here. Is nineteen thousand eighteen thousand three hundred thirty three dollars thirty four cents, plus electricity. It's about twenty one thousand dollars here. Yes. Are you getting me? So God has increased us. Oh yes. That we're able to handle this one. Amen. Because we were faithful on what was little. Why does God begin with something that's little? Number one, He wants you to grow with the thing. Number two, he wants you to make all the mistakes when things are so small. Yes. There was no, no, there were no people watching me live when I was starting this thing in Townsville. Some of you, if you met me in 2007, you would say, look at this. What kind of a man of God is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I salute those three people. Yes. Who stuck with me? Yes. Those three people, they were encouraging me after every service. They said this was powerful. 
I'm thinking, what was powerful? <laughs> they said it is powerful. I didn't know my right hand from my left hand. I didn't know. But they stuck with me. They were powerful other men of God. They were big churches. They forgo. They, they had forgone going to those big churches and go to those big men of God. Yes. I, I keep saying this. It's a life of sacrifice. Oh, yes. We sacrificed going there, running there because there's a popular man of God there. There's what? We sacrificed going everywhere. We said, let's stick what God has given us. This is where God has planted us. Let's stick to this. And sure enough, God has been taking us bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Are you hearing me? Because sometimes people can be caught up in this whirlwind of chasing what has already been accomplished. I'm not that polished. I will be. Oh, yes. I'm not that sharp in the prophetic. I will be. Oh, yes. I'm not that big. I will be big. Oh, yes. Blessed are those who are going to stick with me now. Because when you show up that day when I am there, oh, yes. I will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Like, hey. uh, Papa, have you forgotten me? Me, 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 me. I'm like, who are you? You're like, oh, no, me. I used to come there. You remember there, there. I'm like, where? <laughs> there in the place where I'm aiming, I'm aiming what? When I meet people who, who abandoned me in Townsville, you should see the shame on their life. You should see the shame on their faces. You should see they're embarrassed. People who told me I'll go nowhere. If you, I meet them today. Oh, yes. People, I'm talking about people who are not even born. There's a guy I met in the bank in Malawi. He was my classmate in college. He wasn't even born again. In nowhere near Kururu Kalala. <laughs> There's no way I could even recognize him. No way. He saw me and said, Gerard, I know you. I said, who are you? He said, he said I know you can't remember me. But we were classmates in the university. I'm like, okay, so who are you? So he told me, he said, I know you are now a prophet. I watch you in Australia. Wow. I, know ex- I know everything that you are doing. I, w- I follow what you are doing. Wow. I'm like, what? Oh, yes. Like, what? Being faithful on what is little. It increases authority. I'm working hard, being faithful on what God has given me today. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? As our authority increases, we shall do more. Oh, yes. Amen. So, blessed are those who are going to stick with me. Oh, yes. Can I say it again? Blessed are those who are going to what? Stick with me. Because I'm going somewhere. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. Shut your Yes. Rise on your feet because of time. So I've given you how many keys? Five. Number one, humility. Number two, huh? growth in grace. Growth in grace. Number three, growth in knowledge. Number four, accomplishments. Number five, faithfulness. Faithfulness. You know, I'm under no illusion at all. I know where I am. That's why I've got a spiritual father. I look up to him. Because I know him is somewhere in higher graces. Him also has got his own what? Spiritual father. His spiritual father also has got what? They are levels. They are levels. They are levels. So those of you who are my sons, who are my daughters, don't be caught up 
by illusions. When God has given you a spiritual father, it's a spiritual appointment. It's not a physical appointment. It's a spiritual appointment. Amen. So you find some people, oh, Dad, oh, God has spoken to me that I should leave you. Go there. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. I laugh. I go. <laughs> My next statement goes, wow. My third, my third sentence goes, who am I to go against it? The God who has spoken to you. <laughs> but I know it's a disaster already. Lift your hands. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. As I go through these steps. As I go through these steps. These principles. These principles today, today. I take the grace. I take the grace. To stick to what you have given me. To stick to what you have given me. To stick and be faithful. To stick and be faithful. To the little. To the little. That I have now. That I have now. So that I can grow. So that I can grow. In faithfulness. In faithfulness. In knowledge. In knowledge. In grace. In grace. In humility. In humility. In the mighty name of Jesus. As I accomplish, As I accomplish the, little tasks the little tasks that you have given me, O oh Lord, oh Lord, empower me, empower me to, greater grace. to greater grace. In the name of Jesus, name of that will bring... Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom.